Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of This My Bourbon Podcast. I'm your host, Perry, with me, as he always is. It's my co-host. His name's Eric. He's a whiskey mutant, and his last name is Smith, and he's here, and he's sitting with me, and he just had a five-hour energy, and I feel like I had a five-hour energy based on the way that I'm talking and what acting. What up, little homie? What up, dog? <laughs> it's your boy. It's your boy. It's your boy. What is it that, that James said? Uh, what up, dog? It's your boy, Dickface. <laughs> <laughs> On the Weekly Planet? I think so. What up, Dickface? What up, Dickface? <laughs> what is this? People are coming to this episode because this is probably the very first review of Wilderness Trail's eight-year-old high rye bourbon. And that's how we start this episode out. Do we need to start all over? I don't I don't know. Do, do you think so? Hmm. Nah, let's just stick okay. with it. <laughs> If you're here for the first time, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you're returning, I hope that you are doing well. If you're watching on YouTube and you've not yet subscribed, hit the subscribe button, like the video, share it with your friends, all that good stuff. Just tell people about us. Tell them about it. Go follow us on social media at My Bourbon Pod and at P Raider Seventeen Ninety Two, as well as at Whiskey Mutant. Uh, go find all of our apparel and merchandise at BourbonShop.Threadless.com and at WhiskeyMutant.Shopify.com. Uh, send us questions or comments to thismybourbonshop at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star rating and review. And become a supporter of the show at patreon.com slash mybourbonpodcast for as little as a dollar a month. No new patrons this week, but we do have somebody who has upped their pledge, <sighs> Ooh. which is just as important um, and goes a, I know very, them. goes a very long way. I haven't even told you who it is yet. I haven't even told you who it is yet, and you already know who it is. I feel it. All right. What are their initials? EJ. You got half right. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. You got half right, but not in the right order. J S? No. P. Close. Q. No. L. You're going the wrong way. M. Wait. Oh. Stop. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> this that gave me a lot of anxiety there for a second. <laughs> we'll figure it out later. But we normally open a show with either flying blind. Where we would blind each other with something, or sips and snacks, where we pair a bourbon or whiskey with a snack. Let me ask you a question. Okay. When you think of Little Deborah, zebra cakes. Let me ask you another question. When you think of Little Deborah, <laughs> and you think of like the classic of the classics, what do you think of? Honey bun. Let me ask you a third question. <laughs> Classics of the classics of Little Deborah. <laughs> I'm out, dude. Those are the two that I think of the most often. Oatmeal cream pie. Oh, well, yeah. Heck yeah. Are we doing an oatmeal cream pie pairing today? Yeah, we are. We're getting back to the basics. Mm. We're just getting the classic pairing in there. Something we haven't you, done this yet, have Something we? you may see around the internet. You may read it in a magazine. You you may have never paired it at all, but we're going classic, you know, back to the childhood days, because that's what we do now. We take things that we loved when we were children, like I've said many a times. I've probably said it. All right. A thousand. All right. All right. Hold no, on. we don't have to get no, into it. No, I want to clear the air because this is important, and it's something that's been on our minds for the past few days. You deserve your dues. And your credit, if somebody like Whiskey Advocate is going to come out and say, we did the undoable and paired a snack cake with bourbon. I think... Because I think, they didn't do it! 
They weren't the first ones to do it. It's not undoable. You've proved that. Okay. Listen. Gosh! I want everybody to pair. I want everybody to pair. There's Everybody does reviews. We do reviews. We do a podcast. Sure. It's, there's, it's okay to pair. Like, Whiskey Mutant did not invent pairing whiskey and bourbon. No, but you pioneered the popularity of snack cakes pairing with bourbon. But I will say, if I posted a thing, a post that showed a horror movie in the background and a whiskey, and I said, looky here, I love pairing horror movies with whiskey... And what what immediately would I put on there? Oh, this is uh, this is just like our buddy Whiskey Morg. Yeah, exactly. You know? Or like, oh, you I'm taking a page. Where credit I'm is taking due. a page out of Whiskey Morg's uh, book right now. I'm, I'm so gonna... annoyed by this. I am more annoyed. I think I am actually more annoyed by this <laughs> than you are, because you don't look. If you come for my friends, you've come for me, <laughs> and I will not stand for it. No, sir, I will not. I love that pairing is become what it is. People are pairing. I mean, uh, what's his name? Paired chicken sandwiches last night. Like, oh yeah, Brian, Brian abandoned bourbon. Abandoned bourbon. Go it watch that. It was a that. great stream too. Love it. I love that pairing has done that. Has come this way. Like, it's just it's my thing. But come on, like, I'm a, just. It's a Twinkie on top of a Glencairn. That is literally your thing. I have seen that exact picture on your Instagram. I think I did that before I even knew how to edit a picture. (laughs) Anyway. Whiskey Mute on Instagram. Um, (laughs) We have to start some kind of campaign to get you an article with Whiskey Advocate. I just don't think they like me. Why? I don't know. Because you say potty words on the podcast? Maybe. Pee-pee-poo-poo? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I ain't going to stop. You shouldn't. Anyway. Um, so we're pairing a oatmeal cream pie today. Yeah. Anyway, back to sip <laughs> We paired that to peanut butter cream pie, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Dude, this is one of my favorite. This is one of my guilty pleasures. Uh, I mean, it's it's you could I could kill a whole box in like one. Yeah, time. absolutely. Do you want to do the pairing blonde, or do you? Just I would to... like to know what this is actually. Oh, friggin' a! We're gonna do a little rye. Elijah Craig straight rye. Elijah Craig rye. You know, not a high high rye 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 deal. High rye rye. But I think rye, 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 rye. taking a little bit of rye spice and adding it to the oatmeal like turns this into like. Almost like a gingerbread cake thing. Yeah. And Here's the thing. I, don't, I also don't hate Whiskey Advocate. I don't either. They have, I didn't they do have, nothing to them. They have actually... They they are aware of us. They know of the podcast. They have said that we are a podcast that should be listened to by bourbon enthusiasts. And then I joined and they were like... Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Made a mistake. We'd like to print a retract. Yeah, bro. I think I've done that before, but I don't. I think I said I something know. different. Have I, don't, you? I don't know. Look here, I'm stealing stuff. That that was made uh, famous by ADHD whiskey when he would pop the cork and say "America." I just popped the package and I said "Deborah." See how easy that is. We are digging ourselves a hole. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> you may need to edit the shit out of this. Yeah. Um. Oh man. I can at this point. 
We're too deep in the weeds. I mean, we can just do a hard stop right now and just start over. No, you've got to be home in an hour and a half. But, I mean, like, just roll the music. <laughs> no. Oh, man. It's I, so good. It's I, so like, good. I almost don't even want to drink any of the whiskey with it because... <laughs> so you're not doing a pour over. You're doing a dip into Well, I could do a pour over, but it's such a thin cake. Yeah. You may spill too much. Oh, dude. Let that soak. And it's just... Mmm. You know what's funny? I think that's actually a preview of what the Snickerdoodle snack cakes... It could be. Snickerdoodle oatmeal cream pies are going to be like. Yeah, early news. Little Debbie's coming out with a new cake. Mm-hmm. Snickerdoodle Is cream this your one ounce, one ounce of news? Mm, I got one more. Okay. Oh, man, that's good. It really does turn it into a snickerdoodle, though. Oh. oh. We got a... Uh, I haven't done this in a while. But if I get a spam call mm. during an episode, um, I like to answer it and just kind of let them listen to what we're doing. Man. It's good. really good. Yeah. That Lodge Craig's good, too. I haven't had it in a while. <laughs> I, and they hung up. Oh. <laughs> Not a fan of Heaven Hill, I see. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> Screw you guys, too. I can't decide whether answering spam calls is good or bad. I don't know. I feel like they just steal your voice or something. Yeah. Oh, they call them back? No, that's actually Lucy texting me. Oh. <laughs> I have to share that with you later. It requires an explanation that oh, okay. I can't talk about on the podcast. That's a good pairing. It's really, really good, man. You killed it. Thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Let's go ahead and get a little bit of um, little little bit of a. Uh, I don't know what the word is. I used it last week. I guess business. Business. We get a little business out of the way. Business. Biznasty. Um, last week, we talked about a couple of things that we didn't have as much information on mm. um, that we are going to revisit this week. It's kind of an ongoing discussion, ongoing thing within the bourbon world. So we'll uh, we'll get to that. But also, uh, I wanted to remind... I haven't, I haven't gotten any correspondence from this just yet, but I want to put it back out into the podcast sphere. That in the month of November, we will more than likely be doing another charity fundraiser campaign. And previously, we had done one with Movember. It had been really successful. Uh, this year, I would like to do one for clean drinking water. I have come up with a couple of different charities. Um, but I'm not, I'm not committed to either of them at the moment. So if, if there is anything that anybody listening to the podcast is um, a firm supporter and believer in and of, uh, please let us know. Hmm? Shoot, yeah. shoot us a message at mybourbonpod. This is mybourbonshop at gmail.com. Uh, let, me, let me know. Because. 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 We want to do something yeah. good. So we'll get, we'll get to that eventually. Let's talk about some news, though. 
Do you want to start with our uh, not not necessarily retractions, but our uh, our updates? I suppose. Yeah, might as well. Yeah. First and foremost, let's talk about Jackie Zycan again. She has announced that she is going to be part of the Hidden Barn brand with Nate Weiniger, is how I believe his last name is pronounced. Uh, and I think 5280 Whiskey uh, is his handle on, uh, on Instagram. Uh, and they're going to be working with the, the Neely Family Distillery in Sparta, Kentucky, uh, to create this new brand. And I'm really excited to, to hear this, but I think that this is kind of an indication that she may not have left exactly of her own accord with Brown Foreman. I think there's a good chance that they caught wind of it and said, you can't do this. They're like, you've got a, not, a, a non-compete clause in your contract. It's like WWE. Yeah. <laughs> like, you either you work for us and you do everything that, and you can't do your own podcast or your own mm-hmm. streams and all that stuff. Which, I mean, I know I get it. It's a business and all that. But I feel like the way, <clears throat> if that's true, I feel like the way they, you know, it sounded like they treated her like I feel like hopefully it was all good a good ending it wasn't just like hey you got to get out well I will say this too she still is like posting about Old Forester yeah with the uh, the, the new Whiskey Row the 117 series um, that came out this week we'll, we'll get to talking about that in a second um, but she she put a post out promoting it so it's not like she's feeling any kind of animosity. But I'm sure that's her project, though, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. So, I I don't know. I don't know. Do you feel like I'm off with that assumption, though? No, like... Like, it was so out of nowhere, I feel like it was... That's what yeah. gives me the feeling. Like, I... I'm not trying to say that it was like like a heated battle between them and it's like, get out of here or whatever. I just feel like it probably wasn't, maybe it wasn't as smooth just because it was yeah. just out of nowhere. There wasn't anything that's like, hey, you know, I'm going to finish this this series or I'm, I got one more barrel coming out and then I'm going to transition into my own thing and do all that. It was kind of just like breaking news. Like, yeah. So I don't know. I just, I wish her the all the luck and hope yeah, of I can't wait to try the new stuff. Yeah. <sighs> but who will be the face of Old Forster? I don't know. Because when I think of Old Forster, you know, I think of her as like, you know, the the person promoting the product and, yeah. you know, like that that brand's face. So. Now, exclusive. We're going to talk about our exclusive news. Now, I I unfortunately cannot reveal my sources for this, uh, but this is directly from an employee at Green River talking about the merger that they had uh, with Bartstown Bourbon Company, and it's it's not that it, this is like shady information or anything or something that they could not speak about, but it is kind of like clearing the air 
on a few things. Because we did speculate initially that maybe it was something that it, it was a partnership that was already kind of going to be on the books or they were already working with them. And it was just kind of like the next natural step yeah. in their relationship. <clears throat> and there is some truth to that, but there are also a few other things behind what actually went down between the two companies. So there's a lot here. <laughs> we're going to break it down step by step. Break it down. Um, and we, we've been saying this episode that it's a merger less than an acquisition because that is actually how they are describing it too internally, like a partnership. Yeah. Cause a lot of people were like, Oh, they're just selling out and they're just buying blah, blah, blah. Um, they said initial plans uh, are to operate in our own unique styles as two different entities while capitalizing on a bigger shoe size in the market. Uh, that's coming from conversations that they had had with executives within the company. Both companies are very people oriented. So it's not like they're just purchasing a brand or a, 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 a factory, I guess, for the sake of making whiskey. Yeah. Uh, what you'd find in talking with many of our staff is that those of us from the industry in both locations have come from Giants. Talking about like Sazerac, Beam, Diageo, Constellation. Uh, giants which now treat their employees like numbers. We have lived the growth and we are passionate in what we should do in caring for our teams rather than participating in cutthroat corporate nonsense. We already kind of see <clears throat> Bardstown Bourbon Company in that particular light. I mean, we see them as a, a company that respects and admires and appreciates those who work for and with them. It's not, it's not something that's All right. no. <laughs> un, 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 unnoticed right. with them. So a good thing to be aware of here. Uh, many of Green River's shareholders were beyond retirement age and are ready to retire. It's increasingly difficult in our current supply chain climate for smaller companies to compete in the market. Economies of scale, getting materials, the big dogs uh, get first pick of raw materials. Oh. So that's a big, that's something that like, <laughs> even at like this level, we didn't really know. So there is direct competition within the bourbon market just as far as like sourcing grains. Yeah, goes. barrels, I'm assuming, and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, so it, not that, you know, every two-year-old, 36-month-old product is going to be crap, but it could be that they are just not getting, these craft small brands are not getting the same quality of, of grains yeah. that these bigger-name distilleries are because of the direct competition. So partnering with somebody like Bardstown Bourbon Company... That could be really vital for them in their success yeah. in the future. Really, Strength really important. in numbers. Yeah. Um, they said, so we've been looking for fresh money while gaining a foothold, and we had several groups interested. This was the one which met all of our checkboxes in company culture and goals. So, big takeaway from this is that <clears throat> Bardstown Bourbon Company wasn't, like, sniping out new acquisitions. Right. This was a, a already a natural step forward with them because they were working together already. Um, that was something that wasn't 
uh, in that that line of text, but was confirmed to me that they were doing some sourcing from Green River, and they were doing some aging mm-hmm. at Green River as well. So this just gives them more space to kind of play around with officially, right? Under their own brand, under their own um- umbrella, and that. <laughs> This market is a lot crazier than we thought it was in terms of trying to maintain heritage brands or bigger name brands. I I kind of like hearing this. It, it gives me a little bit more hope, <laughs> too, uh, than just being like, ah, it's just a numbers game. People are just trying right. to make money. But if they're wanting to get a quality product and... This gives them a chance to get better material to make that product. And yeah. this is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I apologize for not being able to like talk directly about who this person is. They are a little bit more high profile <laughs> within the bourbon industry. Um, so it's they wanted to remain anonymous. So that's just kind of there you go. where we are with that. But... Um, I think Great. that they're, they're I, still going to be two separate companies. It's just they're working more in line with each within other. Within our chat and our friends and stuff who we have been talking to, I think this should ease their minds a little bit. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because yeah. I think a lot of people are worried that, you know, like you said, it just looked like a we're just going to take over this and it's not going to be the same, but this could mean even better stuff coming oh, soon. Oh, yeah. So. Absolutely. I like I like the little guys working together to try to get on the same level as everybody else. I had uh, I had Green Rivers small batch again on Wednesday night for the first time since we reviewed it. Still holds up, man. Yeah, dude, I took it to the theater. Uh, I don't remember when it was. Put it in my flash. Was that for Lightyear? No, I think I had something else for Lightyear. Um, I can't remember, but yeah, I poured it and I was like, man, this is just just so good. Low proof, just crusher. Are we going to see Thor this weekend? I wish. I'm working all weekend. Dang it. Guess we're gonna have to see it separately. That's the thunder. Whoa! That's the Speaking god of, of Thor. The god of thunder saying Damn. you gotta see it. All right. I hope the mics picked that up. That right, was Thor. That was That was crazy. Wow. Anyway, I I guess that's a sign we need to move on to other news. <laughs> uh, it has been made official and public through like announcements, I guess, that Russell's thirteen is returning. Oh yeah, it, it, people have so, already got it. Yeah, in Florida, pissed. I want one. They got I want it one last right time now. too. I want it right now. Everybody, that right I- now. I want it now. I don't want to wait. I want Florida, it in my man. hand, in my glass. I want it in front of me right Put now. that shit in my hand, little man. <laughs> um, takeaways from this press release, too. Uh, Eddie is celebrating his 41st anniversary at the distillery this 41st. summer. 41st. That's crazy. Yeah. It's been there a long time. <laughs> um, it looks like it's still going to be 114.8 proof. Some that's not barrel strength then, right? No, I think it is. How's it exactly the same than last time? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. No. Either way. <laughs> I'm not upset about it. No. 
Um, I'm going to be excited once we get to, like, compare the two. Oh, yeah. You want to talk a little bit about uh, controversy? Uh, the Louisville Bourbon Club. Oh, I know this. Has a pinhook pick. It's Riff Patino all over again. It really feels like it. It's because it made news. It made Kentucky news. Or national news, too. So, so Bob Baffert, who was the horse racing trainer that won with... Uh, uh, who did he, he won with? Uh, win with, excuse me. Medina Spirit uh, in the 21 <laughs> Kentucky Derby. Uh, that horse was, of course, disqualified because we found out that he was doping yeah. the horse, which doping is insane. It up, um, Getting that strong horse, dude. And this label... It's pretty funny. It's it's pretty funny. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's it's goofy, but it, it it's, not, I, it can, it's not in good taste. It's not in good taste. Either. No, it's uh, like the Riff Patino all over again. So it, it's it's riffing on. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying these words on the podcast. Mike's secret stuff from Space Jam. Yep. <laughs> yes. And it's called Bobby's secret horsey stuff, and it, it's just. It's, it's him injecting. It looks like a like a you know a roid syringe, and he's yeah. injected it into a bottle, and it's kind of cartoony looking and all that. Yeah, it's... but it's made news, and it's one of those things where people are automatically thinking, "Oh, this is this is on pinhook bourbon. Like this is a pinhook bourbon." But they're not, you know. But they do. Do they clarify in there that it? Like you said, it does clarify that it's from like a bourbon club, right? Yeah, it's the Louisville Bourbon Club. But it's also a store that has what it Cox's Green River or not Green River Evergreen. Uh, I am yeah, Cox's and Evergreen Liquors, and that's all. That place is all over the Louisville area. Yeah, they got about <laughs> it says over two dozen locations. Yeah, dude. Um, this is gonna go on secondary for like a thousand dollars. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> There's no way it's not going to. Um, it's but, it's ridiculous. But look what all new Riff went through last time. Well, I, with Riff Patino. Yeah, but I mean, in the end, we still respect New Riff as they are. For we do. <laughs> I'm just saying the the they had to go through phone calls and phone calls of people either wanting the bottle or people saying they are a horrible company for putting this on a bottle when they had nothing to do with it. So I wonder if this is going to come back on Pinhook. Well, let's let's look at this cuz Okay. There is a way to contact Pinhook. I know I don't know how available they are. Yeah. <laughs> or how willing they are to take phone calls. But hopefully that doesn't become something that I'm just saying, like, it could be, like, more of an issue for them, just like it was for Nura. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, you know, us, probably most of the people listen, understand a pick sticker. We know. Yeah, we I know would hope so. But then you see somebody, if they put it in a, like, a, a news, and people that just random are like, people were calling Ernie's for the Riff Patino. They're like, you got that Rick Patino bottle? And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, so that's the only thing. Like, so obnoxious. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just annoying. <laughs> leave people, leave people be. I. Uh, the sad part of all this too is that that horse is dead now. Mm -hmm. That horse had a heart attack in December, 
and yeah. it's dead. And it could have been because of the secret could stuff. Could have been. Could have been. R.I.P. So here's the thing. Uh, stop, maybe? <laughs> stop this. We want bourbon to be fun. We want it to be accessible to people. But not like this. No. Leave, th- leave this be. Leave it be. It's so dumb and annoying. And, I, I mean, it's just... It's not that it's like uncommon with bourbon to do these these pick stickers and poke fun at things, but like don't do this. Don't do this anymore. This is a big controversy. Yeah. And the horse is dead. The horse died because of this man's actions. And he's rumbling his anger from above he's as pissed. we talk about it. He's pissed. Um, he's flying around with wings right now. I also want to uh, say uh, this article <laughs> states that the limited edition bourbon is not for sale at stores. <laughs> well, at least they said that. Yeah. But oh, they put the store on there in the article. They did. That's true. That they did in. Listen, indeed. I'm I'm all I'm wild. I say bad things, but I don't do this to dead horses. No, this is wrong. It's wrong, man. Ugh. Anyway, yeah, makes me uncomfortable. Sucks. I just hope I just hope Pinhook doesn't get a bunch of backlash for this, all because of that, because yeah. they don't have anything to do with it. Uh, let's talk about some new releases. <laughs> Move on to some happier things, I suppose. Old Foresters One Seventeen Series, the Whiskey Row Fire, sold out. Oh yeah, completely gone. It was online. Hundred proof. 60 bucks a bottle. Seven years old. Actually an age-stated Old Forester product. That's really nice to yeah. see. That's not like the Old Forester birthday bourbon. Uh, this limited edition part of Old Forester's 117 series honors the seventh anniversary of the Whiskey Row Fire that tore through the historic Louisville block on July 7th, 2015. Um, I don't even know if I knew about this. I knew about it. An hour after, and I click the link. Well, I'm not even talking about the the whiskey. I'm I'm talking about the fire. The fire. I feel like I feel like they said something about it on the tour. I, I went to. Maybe. I was not into bourbon at this point, so I mean, I was only 22 in 2015. So hey, hey, hey. pull up a little homie. <laughs> um, <laughs> stupidest thing I've ever said. Uh, we got a new bottled and bond single pot still whiskey coming out of Colorado, Telnua. Hmm. It's limited, distillery only, hundred and fifty dollars. Oh boy, that's a lot for a four-year-old one hundred proof bottled and bonder. Uh, billed as the world's first bottled and bond American single pot still whiskey, this single barrel release was unveiled at a gathering of the Irish whiskey fans of America at the Talnua Distillery in Arvada, Colorado, over July 4th weekend. Both the release and the event were a collaboration with Barry Chandler, founder of the Irish Whiskey Fans of America, as well as the Stories and Sips Whiskey Club, who helped in the cask selection. Wow. So it sounds like it's a single barrel as well. Okay. Or maybe... I don't know. Uh, not a whole lot of releases this week. So let's move on to some TTB labels. Three Chord has a Goodwood finished Ooh. bourbon coming about. Uh, Goodwood Imperial, Imperial, excuse me, stout barrels. Oh, I like that. Uh, looks to be a 111 proof whiskey. Um, no age statement, but I'm guessing about four years old. 
Uh, Giant Texas. Giant Texas. Texas straight bourbon whiskey finished in local honey barrels. Cast strength. 110 proof. Maybe that'll be the one. Maybe Texas that'll... whiskey I like. No. Or maybe not. No. God said nope. Nope. Mm, Do nope. not put that monstrosity in a honey barrel. <laughs> uh, we got the label for the new vintage bottling from Pinhook. Speaking of Pinhook. Yeah, seven-year-old bourbon. Uh, it's vintage four of nine in the vertical series. Uh, it's called Bourbon War. Horse size with 16 hands. Color bay. And it's a Colt. Okay. Uh, I don't see... Oh, here's the proof. 115.2. I like that. Nice. It's seven years old. Yeah. I could easily I get on love, board with that. I will say I love that concept because I've got... They've done four, five, six, and they're going to do it all the way up to 12, I believe. 12 years old. So you can buy the whole vertical. Mm-hmm. And they're they're priced good. They're pretty easy to get. Like, yeah. I like that. Uh, double toasted Nulu. Double toasted? Double toasted. Toasted bourbon whiskey finished with toasted French oak staves. Oh. With this expression of Nulu, we are using both new American oak barrels and French oak staves to make a delicious and balanced pour for you to enjoy. 118 proof, five years old. Maybe you should ask for a sample of that one. I can do that. Yeah, not me. Because <laughs> you'd get in trouble. Yeah. Um, old Charter Oak. Got the new Old Charter release coming from Buffalo Trace. Spanish Oak. Hmm. Barrel-aged Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Looks like it's also going to be 92 proof. Sorry, I had to lean into my computer because the <laughs> font was so small. Um, yeah, that's about it. I, I like that um, old, uh, <laughs> Buffalo Trace still sticks to their guns with on the back of their labels. They have, we love to hear from our customers. And they provide like an email address and a website to go to. And I'm like, how many of those emails do they actually respond to? How many of crazy pick stickers do they get? <laughs> uh, do we talk about this already? Jack Daniels Distillery Series Straight Tennessee Rye Whiskey Finished in High Toast Maple Barrels. If we did, I don't remember because that sounds delicious. That sounds really, really good. One hundred one proof. Ooh, ooh, it's coming out this month too. Oh. Distillery only. You Distillery said? only. Damn it, <laughs> dude! I want, I want the daggone koi JD in Kentucky. I want the koi hill. So listen, bad. Jack Daniels. I know you're listening to us. I, I know you are. Somebody at Jack Daniels is listening. Somebody has to be right now while they're working there. This is my bourbon podcast. We love Jack Daniels. We love Jack Daniels. We genuinely love... Okay, I don't don't love Gentleman Jack. We're not talking about Gentleman Jack. (laughs) We're talking about all the other stuff. I literally was at a whiskey release one day at at Liquor Barn, and all the Stack Jr. sold out, and some guy looked at me and was pissed. I was only here for Stack Jr. I was like, man, like I was trying to get Stack Jr. too. He was like, well, what else do you drink? And I said, do you see that Jack Daniels barrel-proof single barrel over there on the shelf? Like, that is a great barrel-proof whiskey. You should try that if you like Stag Jr. He goes, who do you think I am? (laughs) We're in Kentucky. I go, what? That's so obnoxious. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I ain't drinking Jack Daniels. I was like... Sucks for you. Was his name Chad Perkins? No. 
it's funny seeing this is a side side tangent, but oh, I know. <laughs> it's funny seeing Chad and Sarah now doing with its bourbon night some actual like Jack Daniels content because Chad has been adamant about not liking Jack Daniels or not wanting to like Jack yeah. Daniels because he's a Kentucky boy. Now they're just making videos on Jack Daniels stuff. <laughs> Sell out. <laughs> <laughs> Little Chad. Anyway, it's little Chad. <laughs> I love little Chad. Uh, anyway, yes, Jack Daniels, please, 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 please. I know that there is a limited stock. We gotta get on that list of the quite. Here's how weird that list is. Porter got one, ADHD whiskey. Will and Grease didn't, and they're much more connected. Damn. With Jack Daniels and Porter, it's like a sample lottery or something, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm pissed, man. I wanted it so badly. Uh, but they really only had like probably it about, was cool that they did it in 375s, too. Yeah, I, I think they really only had about 600 bottles of it, though. 155 proof was one of them. Yeah, Fuck. yeah, I know. Uh, moving on. Starlight's got an old Rick House Huber's bottled and bond Indiana straight whiskey. Indiana rice. <laughs> Indiana straight rye whiskey. I'll get there eventually. I know what you're saying. Yeah, thanks. Uh, four years old, 100 proof. Uh, have they put out a rye before? Yeah. Because I have a uh, rye finished in... Oh, that's right. Yeah. Something. Apple brandy. Um, and yeah, this is a bottled and bond. Cool. Straight rye whiskey. I like what so, they're doing. I'm excited about that. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Oh, I went back. I went back further than I intended to because there was some stuff that we already talked about on here. Anyway, uh, Barrel Craft Spirits Dovetail. Whiskey finished in rum port and Dunn Vineyards Cabernet Barrels. 131.54 Uh This limited edition of Barrel Craft Spirits Gray Label Dovetail incorporates some of our oldest, rarest stocks, giving its flavor profile elegant new depth. It's bottled at cast strength, so you can experience its true flavor. That's from Joe Beatrice himself. Joe Beatrice. So, thanks, Joe. Good I haven't talked to Joe, Joe in a while. I need to catch up with him. We got a new Sagamore Spirit rye. Mm. Mezcal cask. Mezcal. Aged rye. 93 proof. Aged five years in charred new, charred, excuse me, new oak barrels, and then aged two years in Añejo Mezcal barrels. Interesting. You know, Sagamore is one of those products that we have not taken enough time to really get into, but I would like to. I've only had a few. Yeah. I, I've got a cast strength rye over here that's really, really good. We need to do really a rye good. episode sometime. Yeah, we absolutely should. You know who we should do it with, too, is um, Iverson. Oh, yeah. Because Iverson hasn't been on the podcast in a long time. And, you know, rye whiskey's his jam. There we go. So, we'll make it happen. That's it. I got one ounce of news. Give me your one ounce of news before we get to this review. We got some stuff to get into. Um, So people have probably seen the little screenshot going around. Disney has a cocktail out that's from their new cruise line. I don't know about this. Oh, you don't? So I don't. Disney just started their new cruise ship. I think it's called The Wish or something like that. Um, And there is... Um, there's a Star Wars lounge on it. And listen, before, what? yeah, before, before 
before I say what's going on here, like y'all, y'all need to chill out a little bit. The people listening or people that shared this. Okay. They have a $5,000 cocktail on there. Oh yeah. 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 So to me, I see that and I'm like, that's like, to me, this is just me and I'm, I'm, I love Disney. Um, but it's like, it's fun. It's it's fun yeah. to me. Put seeing something like that on a menu because you're like, oh my god, five thousand. Like, it's it's a it's something to talk about and all that. But I will say, I think if they would have said ten thousand dollars, it would have been even funnier. But five thousand is just enough for somebody to be like, you know what? What are you doing? You know <laughs> what? Let's do this. But I will say, this five thousand dollar cocktail, which is the rarest in all the galaxy, <laughs> it's called the Kyber Crystal. Oh, I love that. Yes. So it's in um, the Disney Wish cruise ship at the Star Wars theme lounge. And um, it is, it comes, uh, it comes in a um, Camtano. That is, you remember the ice cream maker that they put in the original Star Wars that the guy's carrying? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they turn around and they made like a real one and put it in a Mando. Yeah, that's right. So the cocktail comes out in that. They had like a preview uh, cruise for like everybody in like uh, media and stuff, and they showed a guy that they were op- opening. It comes in that fog comes out of it, and there's like <laughs> there's like several small glasses in it. So you, so you get to keep like the whole thing. No. <laughs> All right. Well, now I'm not but convinced. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, you don't get to keep it. That would be awesome because I think Mark they Hamill to, sends you a, a private message. They tried to say it was like one of the the ones they used, like a prop. So it right. comes in that. But you know, folk uh, fog comes out. It, these drinks and it's got these cocktails are. Com, com, it's all expensive stuff. I'm not even going to oh, yeah. try to pronounce it right. Camus Cognac Four Point Sixteen. Yuzu and Kumquat, uh, Grand Mariner Quintessence, Peppy 23, <laughs> Taylor's King, Kingsman Edition Very Old Tawny Port, and Wantinchi Gin. That's what I guess the cocktail's made up of. It says cocktail contents. But you also... It's called Mickey's Revenge. Yeah. You also get a uh, visit to Skywalker Ranch if you buy this. Oh, well. Um, so that's an extra experience you get um, when you're not on the ship with that. So you could, and it comes with like three or four different glasses. So I guess if you had a bunch of friends that had like an extra thousand dollars to sitting on the ship, you could just go with this. <laughs> Yes, it's insane, but at the same time, I think it's more of a conversation starter. I don't think they are planning on people every every day buying five thousand dollars worth of this cocktail. Well, no, but you, what people don't see in the post is you do get to visit. There's more stuff that come with it. I'm yeah. not trying to justify five thousand dollar cocktail. It's a lot, but I'm just saying they at least give you something extra with the cocktail. All so. Right. Anyway, I'll try to get us a sample. <laughs> I would love to see you try. I would uh, love to see you try. Can we review this cocktail on the podcast? We'll do. That's really funny. Anyway, yeah, it's thing. out of control. Yeah. Oh, I'm ready for this out of control new thing that we've got. We're pour it up a little bit. Well, here's what I'm thinking we do. Ah. I've got the six year. I've got the four year. 
Now we got the eight year. I got a five. Single barrel. But, but I'm going with the small batches. Okay, never mind. So all 100 Stupid proof. Eric. Stupid. Stupid. Dummy. Dummy. Um, so I'm, I've got four and six poured up, waiting for the eight. Okay. Um, do you need an extra glass? Um, I can pour them separate. Or are we going to drink them all at the same time? Or well, I wanted to kind of progress through. Well, I'm going to need two glasses then. Did you, did you only bring one? No, I've got the eight in one. I'm gonna. I need one glass. Never mind. Math is hard. Big brain energy here at the podcast. Am I just killing this? Yeah, you are. Pours from the floor. <laughs> That's the very last of the very first batch of Wilderness Trail. D O one high ride. Oh my lord. Yep. I think I have D O seven. No, that was that was the very first batch of it. I need a glass. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was just holding that glass. <laughs> uh, could you also uh, have you poured the eight year yet? I did. It's over there. So here you go. Pick that up this morning. Boy, it really is easier to pour, too. Yeah, tell them about that. Thanks, Haley, for the new ergonomic bottle. Um, so our friend Haley, who is a brand ambassador over at Wilderness Trail, uh, pioneered this new bottle shape for Wilderness Trail, uh, starting with their eight-year-old bourbon. And the reasoning behind it was that she is doing a whole lot of traveling with this bourbon, uh, trying to teach people about it, uh, spreading the love of Wilderness Trail. And with the the wider girth <laughs> of the original bottle, um, she was getting carpal tunnel with how much she was pouring these bottles. So she kind of asked for a new bottle shape. Uh, it's essentially the same, but it's a little bit thinner in the middle, uh, which makes it easier to hold, of course. It's going to be easier for her to pour as well. Um, and they actually are able to produce their own bottles now instead of having to deal with a supply oh. chain and sourcing from uh, sourcing from a, a glass producer. Nice. So it I was, was always about that. It was always kind of their their goal to do that, but they they finally, when push came to shove, they said, "Well, we got to do it right now with this new bottle." So it's time. Um, they got a new label for it too, which looks really slick. Um, it's a lot easier to identify the age-stated products. I love the gold. Oh yeah. Or the what is that embossed? Is that yeah, an embossed like kind of, um, kind of. It's more copper, I guess, than it is gold. Yeah. But uh, just a sexy new bottle. I like it. It's real nice looking. Got um, it signed. We did. Saw Dr. Pat and Shane there, and they yeah. signed the bottles for us. So do we want to talk about your experience yeah. at the distillery for a second? Because so it's really funny to me. <laughs> a lot happened in a little bit. <laughs> so I got up really early got there because I wanted to get this bottle for the podcast. And uh, I had a couple other people that had sent me some money to grab one. Grab Perry's bottle, my bottle, a couple other people's. Um, so I get there, and, you know, there's a decent little line. And they'd already started uh, uh, giving them to people. And there was like a tent set up outside where 
um, McCulley, uh, Haley was out there, mm-hmm. Dr. Pat, Shane, they were all out there, and that was really cool. So I run into um, uh, Chad and Sarah from Inspiration Night, and we're talking, and, <laughs> and uh, cars are going by, and they're like, Chad and Sarah! <laughs> and I'm like, what? I'm like, dang, that's awesome. Like they said, and then to keep people, like a couple other people do it, and I'm like, I'm Whiskey Mutant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the snack cake guy. <laughs> so I was like, okay, whatever. You know what's uh, um, So I get up to the lawn and uh, talk to McCulley a little bit. He actually, when we taste this, I will tell you what he said I should pair this with. And we'll, we'll see what we think. Because he said you should pair it with this. He's thinking this. And I thought that was cool because I was like, oh. Talking about some pairings. <laughs> and then I got up to pay for the bottles, and Haley was doing um, the register there. And, you know, and she jumped on the live stream with Perry the, last night. Um, and I, I go, I go, um, oh, it was awesome. Thanks for jumping on the live stream and talking about, you know, everything. And she was like, oh, yeah, whenever, you know, I saw Perry was doing that, and I was able to jump on, and I was, he was, she was like, yeah, I can't wait to hear what he says about it. He was going to do a review, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm getting Perry's bottle right now. And she was like, oh, that's nice of you. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. She was like, oh, hopefully he likes it. And I was like, yeah, hopefully he does. And I was like, I'm whiskey me. I was like, I'm on the, I'm, pod- I'm on, on the podcast. Uh, I, I kind of, I didn't really go into it. I was just like, you know what? I'm sure he's going to love it. And then I get down to the next little line where uh, Shane and Dr. Pat uh, were signing bottles. And I was like, man, I'm going to get everybody's bottle signed. It was, you know, got through the line pretty fast. And I honestly thought about, because I was picking up. I was being nice to my sworn enemy, my daily, <laughs> and picking up his bottle. And for a split second, the little whiskey mutant devil on one shoulder said, get Dr. Pat to write something really bad about him on the bottle. And it's like time. I'm kind of bummed you didn't, but. <sighs> the line was getting backed up. I was getting everybody's bottle signed. And I, I was like, man, I don't want to be that guy that just holds up the line because this random dude, I'm trying to get, you know, this guy who's taking his time out to sign these bottles to write something vulgar or horrible on this and i'm like no nah, i can't do it so i didn't so you lucked out this time chad my this daily. time this time next my, time though I he's still got have, you uh, i was gonna say maybe i should have wrote something on it but i won't do that <laughs> this is a special bottle write it on the bottom of the bottle he's already got it i dropped it off now. oh yeah that's right so needless to say Tell him you got you gave him the wrong bottle. <laughs> Why well, he's like, I gotta give you this one. Sorry. Needless Last to say, time. I'm happy. Um and I'm being very excited about this bottle for a while. Yeah. So And I'm whiskey mute. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry that I'm gonna make you wait just a little bit longer. Damn it. But I do wanna go through. Alright. Step up to it. Because right. I think it's important to see how this has evolved. Yes, yes. Okay. Since it first came out. So we're starting with the four-year. Yeah. High rye bourbon. Bottled and bond. I know what they're doing, dude. It's just so good. Clifton said on the on the stream last night, too, that he hopes that smaller craft distilleries look at the model that Wilderness Trail has created. 
and they follow it. Yeah. And they believe in their product and they allow it to age and that they take the time to be patient with it. And I agree. I think that this is the the absolute poster child <laughs> for what a craft distillery should be doing Man. with their their products. It's like it's almost because it's the high rye mash bill. These are the not the wheats. It's like a lemon pound cake. It's Dude. just this subtle hint of like kind of citrus lemon, but then there's this powdered sugar, and it's like you're drinking a lemon pound cake. I kind of lean a little bit more towards a funnel cake, mm. personally. Well, I think that powdered me. sugar note is the top layer. Yeah. And then after that, you just got to dive into whatever you think the rest of it is. It, it is a very rich high rye bourbon. Mm -hmm. I mean, for it, for it to be, I mean, what is it? 24% rye. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't get like overly spicy. It doesn't go into mm -hmm. that realm of being kind of grassy or soapy or, you know, anything like that. It is just a really drinkable, solid high rye bourbon. Mm. And the thing that I've always said about it, too, is like, well, if it's this good at four years old, hey, what would it be like at the next step up? Or why go any further? Why do something completely different and, and age it up higher? And I mean, I'm happy that they have. And I can't wait to get into the eight year, but six year. Oh, six year starts to go a little bit more tropical. I've always felt that. Like, it's it's a slightly lighter profile but with I the also, six year. But also, like, on the nose, I feel like it gets a little darker, too. It's it's kind of, like, cherry and orangey, but, like, there's this, like, barrel mm. dark note in there, too. It definitely pumps up the finish. Where the finish was lacking a little bit in the four-year-old. The six-year-old is really where the finish starts to oh, shine yeah. through. And it, it starts to bring out, of course, more of the oak. That orange that I think you're talking about is almost like an orange creamsicle. Mm -hmm. Man, it's good. Even more on the palate. Like, yeah. Yeah. Everything I just said about the nose of the six-year just amps it up on the palate. A little bit of, like, black pepper, too. Yeah, it's almost like a... It's almost like a paprika interesting yeah i could see that it's not like it's not straight black pepper to me it's like this kind of sweet kind of spicy yeah. pepper type thing yeah yeah yeah. just right down like i get on board with that yeah when you get into it just a little bit more oh yeah that finish though is amazing on the six year yeah so yes from four to six it's definitely a big a big step up yep so Thank mm. you for that. Mm. Thank you for that. We're now going to move on to... First sips. We have not had any of this. We just first opened sips, it. First sips, first smells, first reactions to... I opened it up over here right before we started just to let get it, it ready and let open. it sit. Didn't even pour it. And here we are. It's been a long time coming. And before I, before I go farther, like... I was I was talking to Chad and Sarah about this, and we were talking about how there was a lot of people there, but it's not. It wasn't like a. It wasn't like a 
you know, a big like heaven hill. You know, you know how we know how people yeah. camp out. It was nice. It was just a small group of people, and the line was constantly going. People were buying bottles and all that, and we were like, you know, like Wilderness Trail feels like our special thing, and it we does. but we we all three agreed, and it's like we like this. We want to see Wilderness Trail grow, get bigger, get more popular. But at the same time, when you've been with uh, or been a fan of this since like it first came out, you're like, yeah. this is our special little thing. Well, and I, I was talking about this with Haley, too, that it's it's really fun to have had a brand to grow alongside with yeah. as the podcast has grown, too, because, I mean, it was really within the first year that we started the show that their four-year-old bottle to bond weeded bourbon came out. Yeah. And I mean, we, we really were one of the early, <clears throat> early lovers yeah. of that product. I mean, I, one of the first reviews too to, to come out for it. And so hitting on, on this, um, it, it's, it's a really, it's a really poignant moment, oddly enough, because it, it reminds me just of how much the, the past four years, four and a half years have yeah. changed who I am as a person and all the things that we've gone through with the podcast and, and whatnot. And, um, you know, lots of unexpected twists and turns, but here we are and we've got this eight years old, eight year old bottled and bond. It's crazy. Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Straight from Wilderness Trail. I think we've waxed poetic enough. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Two extra years can do a lot, apparently. Oh, dude. It's, it's like... <laughs> I got a little teary. I genuinely got a little teary when I smelled it. It smells. It smells ten to twelve years old. I will say that it has this purple note on the nose that normally I get from older stuff. It's like fresh peanut butter and jelly, like homemade jelly on your favorite peanut butter. But it's the bread is. Maybe got some cinnamon in it. I don't know if that's even a thing. Oh, that smells so good. I'm really good. sorry. I need to collect myself for a second. Because that was... <clears throat> I've not been so satisfied with expectations for a product. Maybe ever. It smells so good. It smells amazing. And to quote uh, somebody who used to sit in your seat, as it were... Uh, I would make a candle out of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd smell that all day. There's just layers on that nose. Yeah, it goes. If, if, if what I am assuming we are about to experience is true, this might be the most well-crafted product that we've had so far this year. With the most love and the most attention and the most dedication to making sure that what they are doing is special. Man. 
It's it's co- got it's a coat- great color oh, to it, and it coats the glass. Oh look, yeah, look at the legs on it. All right, all right. Oh well, okay. Mm. It's seriously hitting every spot of my tongue. Oh, man. More grape, but almost, but there's just cinnamon and... That finish, though. The finish is one of the longest finishes for 100 proof. No doubt. I, I mean, I 100% am not even... Man. There's something about this that feels like sensory overload. It's layers. There's layers yeah. on layers of this. And at, at first sip, it was like grape, cinnamon, and then frosting. And now, after the second, and it's sit on my tongue a little bit, and the finish, it's almost turned into like apple pie. Like... Not like really appley, but like the caramel and like whatever you mix in with the like the filling of an apple pie. This is like a bourbon for all seasons. Oh, you could drink this from now until this time next year. Winter, <laughs> all through winter. I'm I'm genuinely I'm genuinely stunned. so good. I am stunned by how great of a whiskey this is. Man, after I, this is such a great payoff for waiting <laughs> for four years after their first product came out and seeing that this this was worth the wait. Yeah. This was 100% worth the wait. Um, and this was a small batch, so not a single barrel. So they did, they blended and made it this and fantastic to everybody at Wilderness Trail who was tasting and helping blend and Shane and Pat and McCulley and Haley and uh, everybody, everybody else who's involved with this. Like, this is great. What's the price? $84. Good. 80, 84 and some change. Like 85 before tax, I guess. $10 a year, something like that. Eric, I think we got something really special to the podcast here. So good. I mean, and there's no other words. It's just, there's layers. I could keep digging into it, but so good. Put it in air quotes on the commercial. Whiskey Mutant, so good. It's also not often that I, I go into a product and I think, this was made for me. Well, they made this for you, they told me. But, yeah, I know they did. 
specifically they had guidelines up on the wall where they're like is perry gonna like this yeah. check out all, what is this check like all perry the for? um only thing that would have made this even slightly better would it be in a cast strength but i think for everything that it is in and of itself i i think this is one of the most perfectly crafted blended bourbons that I have not only ever tasted, but that we've ever had on the show before. And I would love to try this with cast strength, but at the same time, like if you're not, if you're listening to this and you, you know, you're kind of dipping your toes in high proof stuff, this is a hundred proof. It's a and great, this, yeah, this is great next step. This is right in the middle from, you know, lower proof stuff to the cast strength stuff. It's it's a great step and this should this should be liked by new drinkers, veteran drinkers, nerds, whatever. Like this is it's so good, man. There there's something too about it that just feels nostalgic. Yeah. Like it just it just feels like it hits on all the things that I remember about growing up in Kentucky and just the, the smells of farmlands and, and being around, you know, crops growing and, and then getting older and going to distilleries and smelling mash and smelling bourbon, yeah. you know, evaporating into the air. And it's, it's, it's like, I finally, <laughs> I finally found the bourbon that I kind of have been searching for throughout this entire process of doing the podcast and and i don't i don't have anything bad to say about this no i don't either it reminds me more because uh, i didn't grow up in lexington so i wasn't around like horse farms and stuff like that but i growing up across from my great grandma it reminds me of going into her kitchen and just smelling, I don't even, I wouldn't even know what she was cooking, but I was like, this smells like grandma's kitchen. Like there's yeah. always something cooking. There's always a dessert. There's crazy chocolate cake being baked. There's, uh, you know, when you, they like, she would make homemade jelly, but you talked about this yeah. before. Yeah. And you boil it first. Right. And then you let it sit like kind of like, yeah, I think, I think so. But either way, it's like this hot, like fruit jelly smell coming from the kitchen it's it's amazing it's so good i guess we got to review this <laughs> um i'm gonna do mine all at once okay i don't know if you want to go first or if you want me to go first go ahead i'm gonna add everything up here i don't need to damn Eric, this is my very first 20 out of 20. 20 out of 20? My gracious. This is a 100 bourbon for me. This is everything I wanted this whiskey to be and more. No negatives. I'm not getting anything where I've, I'm going, well, I wish that it were this or that it was, you know, a little bit more approachable in one particular category or another um th this is this is like a as close to a perfect bourbon for me as you could possibly get 
And I know that I'm a proof hound and I, you know, of course I'm going, what would it be like at, uh, at a cast strength version? But honestly, experiencing this as crafted as it is, as intentional as it is too, everything about this is a five out of five for me. And at eighty four dollars too, yeah, eighty five. I guess is what. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm so. I'm so <laughs> I feel weird giving it a perfect score because I know I'm gonna get some flack for it, but I don't have any. I I genuinely do not have anything bad to say about this bourbon. I'm trying I've, to I've think. I've silenced of- you, and I think that it's because. <laughs> Are are you concerned with my score here, or are you trying to justify not giving it a perfect score? Well, yeah, I'm going. Well, I'm I'm thinking of all the categories, and I'm trying to think like what the most perfect score is if I don't say it's perfect. If that makes sense, I'm trying to make sure that I've hit everything. I mean. <laughs> Nose palette finishes. It's at a 15 right there. When I get to the price, I'm not mad. I'm not personally mad at $85. I guess I think sometimes maybe $85 is not as accessible to other people. I get that. So. But if you look at it from just, you know, statistically. Yeah. And I mean, and, and the other thing too. It's a distillery only release. It it what's left over goes out to stores. Oh well. So there is a chance you can get this. There, but it's a smaller chance. Yeah, it says in the email that the there's a remaining batch that will go out to the distributor. Gotcha. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So That's I right. don't know how many that is. That could be a very small amount. But your your best chance of getting it would be going to. Yeah, if the there's distillery. any left after the release. Yeah. Which, After this review, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm telling you, man. God, it's gonna take a lot to convince me otherwise that this is not 19.75. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's hard. It's hard to like say anything. I, I mean, and this is me trying to just not just say. Yeah, that's I agree. Like, it's damn near perfect. I would say if it was, if you buy it in Danville, I think they have a different liquor tax, an extra liquor tax. Sure. So it bumps the price up a little bit because that wasn't exactly what it was. But God damn it! I mean, I know, I know. There's nothing wrong. I can't say anything negative about the anything, but the price and i'm only saying that but like a five dollar like increment like that doesn't even fuck. i'll give it a 21 out of 20 <laughs> that's my final score 21 out of 20 i'm gonna say this is the first 21 out of 20 it is it is the very first 20 God, we have we have never given a perfect score on the podcast to a bourbon and the fact that it is from this distillery from this product, something that we have grown alongside with 
and have just been able to see you know what? success. And I'm going to say this. That helps. And you can say whatever you want. Oh, they like Wilderness Trail so much. I don't so care. Much. I don't care. But I will say, they are the nicest people. And they do everything they can to make sure you have a good time, good time when you go to the distillery and tours and tastings and all that. And you know what? That helps. And that makes me love it even more. I will die on the Wilderness Trail hill as a mark for Wilderness Trail because I love it so much. I've got shelves and shelves of Wilderness Trail single barrels and small batches, and I love them all. And this is a... It's a 21 out of 20. (laughs) I hope if you're listening, you get to try this. I do too. And you can say that, you know, we were... Oh, they gave it a perfect score. They gave it a not a, a not even a really score because he gave it a twenty-one. But you know what? I can't. I sat here and tried to think of a way to not give it a perfect but that's score. Th- that's where I was too. Is that I was going? What What about this? Do I not like? And the only thing I could think of was the extra tax in Danville. But that's <laughs> the thing is that there's there's nothing based on the the quality of this bourbon i don't even know if there's extra tax in danville i don't know uh, but yeah i know what you're saying yeah though, that it, this this is just everything that i want <laughs> if they stopped making new new bourbon if they this was the right last there. thing that they made and it was always this eight-year-old batch i would have no problem with it i would be thrilled i would be so happy i would say that they are doing the Lord's work. <laughs> so good. In bourbon. Um, That's it. That's all I have to say. But I'm telling you, if, if this is not my number one for this year, I'll be severely shocked. I will be surprised, surprised, surprised. Yeah. By the time we get to, to December. I mean, I will remember this way more than that 17-year-old Heaven Hill that we tried. And I still love that 17. Oh, I love it. And too. I was thinking about it today yeah. and how much I enjoy it. But at the same still time, still a $250 bottle. And look at all the stuff that was put into it. Yeah. And this is one mash bill, small batch, 100 proof. I've never felt so emotionally attached. Should we just end the show right now? <laughs> Forever? No. <laughs> 21 out of 20. What the hell kind of podcast is this? I'm not even giving real scores. Dude, do you got any of the other stuff left? The six here? Or the four? Yeah. Blend the four and the six. Okay. And then compare it to the eight. I'm not saying they're the same. I'm just saying, like, see how much the eight still just... That six is still so good, though. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> Wilderness Trails is all good. But but it like gets closer to the eight, but it's it does, still that yeah. eight is still just something else. No, nah, the eight is in its own. Yeah. I think this is a good indication for me, too, that like I know where my sweet spot with with bourbon is. Like Man. not that I and you know, I've kind of always said, oh, it's probably around like ten to twelve years old, but I'm I might bump it down to Eight to ten. Uh, six to six to ten, I think, may be my sweet spot. And right in the middle, eight. Oh, my gosh. 
That's good. Oh, that blend of the two is really good. Yeah, that blend's good. Did um, <laughs> did she mention anything on the live stream about oh the weeded uh, mm. bourbon? Like no. what age they might do that? Another release no. of that. I, I'm sure that they're going to wind up doing an eight year old. I'll be there. Version of the weeded bourbon too. I'll be there. I don't know if I'm going to love it as much as I do this. Who's I don't know. Say? I mean, the the high rye bourbon has long been my favorite. You've always product liked from the high rye bourbon the yeah. most. So. I did think that that this is six wild, year, dude. Um, that six and a half year Derby pick mm. weeded was my favorite, but uh, I mean it's been overthrown. So, there you go. There you go. What more could you ask for from a bottled and bond product at eight years old? Nothing. Yeah, bottled and bond. It's bottled and bond. Like it, it just it hits all those hallmarks of a good bourbon, and then some. <laughs> I will fight for this bourbon. I will fight for this to be a bourbon that I would people fight enjoy. Somebody for another bottle of this. I bought two. And Perry's got one. I've got two. We know a couple other people have one now that because I picked them up for them. I'll, I'd kick somebody in the balls for <laughs> another bottle of this. The for, aggression. Yeah, I would. You can put that on the air quotes too on the commercial. Whiskey I would meeting. kick somebody in the balls for I would a kick bottle somebody of this in the bourbon. Balls for this. Well, it's Dude. better than Blanton's. Fuck. <laughs> That's a cold open if I ever heard one right there. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um I part of me's like I, I have to say thank you to Wilderness Trail. For making a great product. For making a great product yeah. and and they have been such close friends for us too at Timbip over the past few years and, and we are just so thankful for what they do and being willing to, you know, share stuff with us that nobody else has heard and, and be flexible and, and accessible and excited and uh, just just thank you guys. It's bourbon, man. Seriously. that Thank you for, for being so awesome. You can say... I don't have anything... I don't know what else no, to say. No. I, I feel like I'm just trying to say things to say things at this point. All I'll say is... We have plenty of things that we love and instantly like, but like when you instantly like something that you have so much passion for, especially the company and the people, it just puts in a whole nother level. That makes sense. I don't disagree. Yeah. Um, man. We're going to have to review some like absolute crap next week just so we I can think balance we everything do, out. I think we should do right off the shelf something. We're going to finally review off hours from... Uh... I'm down for it. <laughs> <laughs> I've had this bottle for like two years. I don't care. And it's we not even do... a quarter of the way empty. Just something. We should just review like just regular old like Jack Daniels or something. I don't care. Just to kind of reset everybody's expectations. Yeah. Man, I I know we need to move on, but 
I like I don't know I don't know how to speak anymore. Well, should I'm we just happy? Let's just just do tips and bits. I just guess just in the show. Roll the music. I still feel like we need to do tips yeah, and bits and everything. Yeah. The show. <laughs> <laughs> we can't we can't just drop uh, people off uh, before their exit. Uh, so happy. My gosh. Thank I'm you, so, so friggin' happy and pleased by this. And I'm sorry if you can't get this. <laughs> but at the same time, I have it and I'm happy. And I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry. That's the most appropriate time to use a sorry, not sorry. It's true. It's very true. I feel as emotionally attached to this as I do the E.H. Taylor barrel proof from last year. Oh, 100%. I, I mean, if not I, more so. I think I feel more. I mean, I'm going to have to put a picture like on like uh, something. You've seen my Wilderness Trail shelf. Yeah. I love Wilderness Trail. Yeah. And the fact that this is... I love is... Wilderness Trail so much that I drink through it so quickly that I don't have a whole lot laying around anymore. That's true. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I don't know. See ya. Yeah. All right, tips and bits. Yeah. I'm back. Um, <laughs> so, I have been... Just a quick, quick run through... I've been re-watching Thor movies to get ready for the new Thor. Yeah. Um, Thor I, the new Thor. Thor the new Thor. Thor. I, I still love the first Thor in his dyed eyebrows. Dyed eyebrows. I think it's fun. I still don't enjoy the second Thor. I don't mind it. It's I, I Maybe I like it a little better than I did the first time. It's better than uh, Eternals, that's for sure. Absolutely. Uh, um I love Ragnarok, one of my favorites. Um, yeah. So we'll see what I think about uh, Love and Thunder. Um, I didn't mention when we were at Disney, I watched the new Jurassic Park, did I? Did I mention that? I don't think you did. Okay. So me and the boys flew home separately from Addison and April, and we had a whole day. Our flight, well, if you saw Perry's live stream, our flight wasn't till like nine o'clock that night. Then it got delayed to like eleven, and I pulled my son's tooth out in the airport. It was this whole thing. <laughs> but to buy time, we went to Disney Springs and watched Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah, it's a it's a mistake of a movie. <laughs> it, it's a mistake of a movie. It's horrible, absolutely horrible. It's such a shame. Um, Chris Pratt is just Chris Pratt and his way around Jurassic Park again. I'm so over Chris Pratt, dude. Riding, riding around, roping dinosaurs like he's a cowboy. Hate like, it. I, I, they it, bring back the whole cast from almost every movie and just waste them. They don't waste them like kill them. They waste them as in like you wasted. just you just wasted some great stuff. You could have done so much better. It's it's not good. Even my kids. Who are boys who love dinosaurs. That sounded bad. I know girls can love dinosaurs, too. I'm just saying they're little boys who love dinosaurs. They even came out of the movie saying, I didn't like that that much. <laughs> it's not good. Do not spend money on this movie. Um, so that's Wait until that. it's free on streaming, I yeah. guess. And put it in the background, and you still probably won't like it. Um... 
I'm trying to think of anything else. Uh, getting ready to finish up the boys season finale. I'll do that later. Um, we never talked about, we don't have to go. We could talk all day about it. We didn't talk about the finale of Obi-Wan, did we? We did not. All I'm going to say, because I could talk 30 minutes about it. I probably teared up the whole half over and I over. I was teary the entire episode. Um, I just got teared up over some bourbon. You think I'm not going to tear up I over that, that episode? I know. But <laughs> if nothing else, the season finale of Obi-Wan was some of the best Star Wars ever. Ever. Um, yeah. It's just, it, it wrapped up so well. Uh, and they could end it now and I'd be sad because I want more, but I would also be satisfied because I thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, season finale of Obi-Wan. So good. Don't watch Jurassic Park Dominion and I'll let you know about Thor. I really hope we get to watch Thor before we record next, which is going to be Monday night at this point. I don't know if that'll happen for me. You working? Well, I work tonight. Oh, yeah, Saturday. That's right. Eli has tournament Sunday. Um, and then, unless I snuck off Monday during the day, I don't know. I can't do Monday during the day. So, we'll yeah. talk about it. We'll have to watch it sometime. We'll figure it out. Oh, wait, no, I'm talking about recording, not watching. No. Thor. Monday, yeah, we're going to record Monday late, but... Yeah, I was saying watching Thor. I don't know oh, if I could sneak oh, off the sorry. watch. Yeah, it may be a, my bad. A random time next week that I just watch it by myself. Yeah. Sometime we'll have to sneak in like a little bonus review or something. There's a bonus episode where you're like, "Hey, Thor is pretty good." Yeah, <laughs> it's not. It's not bad. <laughs> it's a. It's a movie. It's just a movie. Anyway, it's a Thor movie. I got a new podcast to recommend. Oh, okay. It's called. Hollywood phonies. Phonies. So it's from uh, Ben Vernell, Adam Knox, and Tommy Dasilo, who are three Australian comedians. They run the Filthy Casuals podcast, which is all video game related. Uh, but this is a podcast where they take f- movies that are set in other, like, TV shows and and movies that are fake and make them into a real movie. Like, they write the whole (laughs) plot and everything and then do a little bit of acting with it. So the very first episode... Like Lightyear? Kind of. Kind of. But it's not as fleshed out or anything. A movie... But that's essentially like About a toy that was in a fake universe, but that was the real movie that he watched about the toy, and then they made the toy, and then they made the cartoon. Exactly. All that. Yeah. So... The very first episode is maybe the most famous in-universe movie that's not actually a movie, and that's uh, Angels with Filthy Souls from Home Alone. (laughs) So they're trying to figure out why all the characters are doing what they're doing and how it got to the point where he was like, hey, he's upstairs taking a bath and, you know, all that. Right. And it's really, really fascinating. Um they they get into Rochelle Rochelle from Seinfeld. Uh, they get into um, Jack and the uh, the Bane stocks 
from uh, the Lost World Jurassic Park. Um, there, there's a lot of really good stuff in it. Um, their season two finale was uh, Agent, Angels with Even Filthier Souls from Home Alone 2. <laughs> the sequel, yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a really fun podcast. It sounds awesome. I'm, I'm enjoying it a whole bunch. Uh, Miss Marvel is almost done. We'll talk about the, that after next week's season finale. Or this week, I guess, after this episode's coming out. Um, I really enjoyed episodes four and five. I I had a lot of fun with them. Episode four, that's the one where she went to when she travels to Pakistan. That yeah. was that's been my favorite episode so far. Episode five I thought was better than four. I've not got a personally. chance to watch that one yet. So. Um, I watched it last night and I really really enjoyed it. I think I don't know if I said it, but it's progressively got better for it me. It definitely has. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Kind of like Hawkeye. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would put it in the same level of. Like quality as as Hawkeye. I like Hawkeye better so far. Uh, but I like Hawkeye the character better. See, I like Miss Marvel better. So, but either anyway. way, it's fun having Marvel content and Star Wars content. Yeah, I like it absolutely. I think that does it for this week, though. It's a big episode. It's girthy. Giant July. <laughs> girthy. Girthy. What if there was a snack cake brand that was like, instead of Little Debbie, it was like Girthy. Girthy Gerda. Gina. <laughs> girthy Gina. <laughs> and all the snack cakes were just huge. Gigantic. Yeah. Um, I would uh, I would we die. Would, we would pair them. I'd be sad. Because I, no, I, I, would, I would write a... Of article about them. I would develop diabetes. And then you would also be overtaken by another magazine. Yeah, and they would use so, one article. Anyway. Can you take people home? Can you bring them home? Let them know where they can follow us and support us and all the special things Let me that we pull have up going? my map quest here for taking them map home. Map quest. That's a throwback. Yeah, it is, dude. I used to print out stuff all the time. I'd go all around with yeah, MapQuest. I remember, I remember MapQuest. It's so crazy that we had to print out directions <laughs> to stuff. <laughs> Isn't it, though? Oh, man. So. Tell me to go into the lake. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't mean right there. It means right up there. <laughs> I'm going to this concert. Here's six pages. I just used all the ink in my inkjet printer to get to this concert. I blew my entire ink budget for the next six months. I don't have enough money to get to the concert now because I just used all Grand Grand's inkjet ink. <laughs> Damn. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast for as little as a dollar a month at five dollars you get all the bonus content the uncut stuff you know there's a lot of shit that you can spend five dollars on that's not worth five dollars you know what's worth five dollars this is my bourbon podcast on patreon it's true this show it's worth it it absolutely is if you want to send a question comment uh pairing suggestion anything send us an email at this is my bourbon shop at gmail.com we got merch and apparel at bourbonshop.threadless.com or whiskeymutant.shopify.com. If you want to leave us a barrel ring, that's a voicemail where we listen to it and then we reply to it. It's 859-428-8253. Somebody 
Somebody. Leave us a daggum barrel ring. Leave me a barrel ring. Come on, now. Well, listen to it on the show. And you're, you, this is your easiest way to get on the podcast for, for nothing. We don't have to set anything up. You can literally leave a, leave a review for a bottle on the barrel rings, and we will talk about it. Tell us how wrong we are that we love the Wilderness Trail 8-Year Bottled and Bond. One-minute review of something we've reviewed or you, you've liked it gets on the podcast, and we will talk about we it. We will listen to it. Yeah. We will talk about it. We'll I tell hear. you that you're wrong, too. Or you're right. Who knows? Just do that. 859-428-8253. I want to hear your one-minute reviews. Um, then, if you want to follow us on social media, it's at MyBourbonPod on all social media. If you want to follow Perry, it's PRitter1792. And then if you want to follow me, it's at WhiskeyMutant. Um, you can go to YouTube. This is my bourbon podcast. Uh, Perry goes live every Thursday night at eight. Uh, I join him. Uh, Swan's probably going to be joining. Uh, people just he tags people and they just join him out of nowhere. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Um, then I would just tell your friends about us. Please write a letter, send a text, smoke signal, <laughs> send it send it by Pony Express. Yeah, Tim Bip, Western Union. Telegram. Tim Bit, this is my bourbon podcast, whatever you want to do. Who upped their pledge on Patreon? We did yeah, we had a we had a pledge that got upped. Uh, I know it, who it is. I'm just asking to confirm to yeah, make well, sure. It's uh, uh up from one dollar a month to five dollars a month. There you go, getting that. Which means I get shit. all of the bonus content. That was done by our good friend Jordan Ferguson. JF. You know what? Last time I saw Jordan. We yep. were sharing a pour together, and we were sharing snack cakes together, and he kissed me. Wow. Yeah. On the cheek. Not on the oh, lips. Oh, not on the lips? No, because um, he was, because uh, he's a good, he, he doesn't want to cheat on his wife. Mm. So, lips, you know, that would be borderline, but he gave me a- It's close. Close. Not there. Kiss really on the close. cheek. Just had a new baby. Congratulations. Beautiful. Um, sent me some samples I need to get into. He's a beautiful man and a beautiful soul. And he's got the uncut shit now. He does. Yeah. And he didn't He didn't cheat because he kissed me on the cheek. He didn't cheat. That sounds like a this, I, I think you should leave sketch. What? I'm just saying. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, I, he didn't cheat because he kissed me on the cheek. Like, it sounds like a, yeah. you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Also, happy uh, one-year anniversary to the second season of I Think You Should Leave. <sighs> when's, when's the next season? I don't know. Soon, I hope. Before I Netflix know. goes under. Oh, God. <laughs> Are you sure that's water in your mug? It's not straight vodka. <laughs> Oh, that's going to be gnarly. All right. Well, anyway, that does it for this week. Turned into a pretty special episode. Yeah. All, all things considered. But um, next week, we're back to regular old boring things just as they normally are, I guess. This is my bourbon podcast. But I <laughs> just have to say, again, thank you to Wilderness Trail. Thank you for to being a, you for just being, for just being, uh, for giving people the experience of finding a bourbon that they consider to be as close to perfect as possible. Yeah. 
Oh, you know what McCully wanted to pair with this? What? Candy corn. I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> I can 100% see it. Yeah. So. We'll see. Maybe we'll go. do that. We'll do that on Patreon. We'll get, him on, the, with- we'll get him on the podcast to do oh, that. And we'll do a pairing with him. Yeah. Yeah. Get him on the Instagram. Yeah, for sure. Not Instagram. Get him on the podcast. On the podcast. We'll pair it up. Guys, thank you all so much for listening as well. Thank you for watching the YouTube video. Is that if that if that is where you are consuming this week's episode? But I just feel I feel very at peace. I would say I needed something to kind of recenter myself uh, into the uh, the bourbon world, and this did it. This it did. absolutely did it. Um, we will see you guys next week. Not sure what next week is going to be just yet. Just boring old us. Just regular. Just normal. We're the like, most boring hey. episode you've ever heard. <laughs> we're only reading stats Nothing off of bottles. Special. Yeah. Uh, we're going to rank the worst descriptions on bottles ever. We'll just drink them. We're, we're just going to drink George Stickle Tennessee Whiskey Bottle and Bond. 13-year-old. Yeah. Still be so garbage. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Again, we love you all so much. We'll see you real soon. Until next time, I'm Perry. I'm Eric. And this is My Bourbon Podcast.